Okay, in the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We're uh, continuing and finishing. Hopefully, today we're finishing the Book of Colossians, uh, the four chapters uh, that uh, that we've been going through for the last uh, few weeks, last few months, maybe. <laughs> but uh, but I'm hoping that we are uh, getting the message again for those who are joining for the first time. Maybe again, uh, Colossians is is uh, one of the churches that was not, as we always say, was not established by Saint Paul himself, but established by Epiphras. Uh, who started the church, worked in the church, and then uh, as he went to, to St. Paul and he remembered and he, he knows that there is, there is uh, different teaching that starts to get into, into the church. So he runs and, 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 and informs St. Paul with the, 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 the news, what's happening there. So St. Paul, again, uh, basically telling them and writing them, although that church is a very, very, uh, small, very, very, maybe even uh, not not uh, considerable, and not the one that he started, but he, with the love, with the zeal, with the responsibility that is, this is his part, he started to give them and write them that letter as uh, a part of, of uh, teaching and also as a part of beware of those false teachings, be, beware of those false teachings, and start to basically in chapter one and two, giving them who Christ is. Christ is the creator. Christ is the image of God, the, the, the visible of the invisible, the one that to him all the authority, all the glory. So one and two, as you said, is more of dogma, more of teaching. And then he moves into three and four, into more of what? practical advices you know if you've risen with christ you should you should do this and this and this right die with christ rise with him take off the old put on the new right root out or uproot all the the, the evil right and then put on this and this and mercies of or bowels of mercies as we said and and moving on to 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 finally put on above all things love which is the the, the bond of perfection as he mentioned that and then he goes on into the conclusion of the chapter or of the of the of the letter of the epistle in chapter four with bunch of names as we said before last time right multiple names and we as we we said you know it's it's more of and we'll, we'll touch base on that later on again at the end of, of of the study today that that mainly he's saying that these people are human beings and a person with all the busyness and all the traveling and all the problems with, with St. Paul, he still, he can't just say, okay, everybody's saying hello to you. <laughs> or people here are greeting people there. <laughs> no, but he takes his time in what? Mentioning every person, knowing that, that every person is very, very important and very significant and very important in the, in the, in the, in the mission itself, in the whole work. Right? And we, we classified those, as we said last time, we can classify them into different ways, but we agreed on the one thing that we do is the man who stayed, right? the man who prayed, and the man who strayed. So the first four, the man who stayed were, if you remember them again, who are they? You can look at my, my chit chat uh, paper also here. Who are they, the first four that we said? Tychicus is the one who writes, right? But then we start, as we said, we're starting from, from verse um, from verse 10. If you can, if you can bring verse 10. So four, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 10. 
and and as as this these are the final greetings of of Saint Paul to his to his people, right? So the first four, as we said, are Aristarchus, Mark, Luke, and Jesus or Justice or Justice, right? And we said those four people who could have left, but they they stayed, they stayed with them, right? And we, we, we spend our time with that. So we'll jump into the other two, basically, key names in this, in this uh, list. The one that who prayed is whom? If you go to verse... <clears throat> um, verse 12. Verse 12. Epiphras. Epiphras, what does he say about him? Epiphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Full one verse for whom? One man, Epiphras. And we said Epiphras is whom is the one who? Who established the church, the one who actually was with them in the beginning, the one who brought the name and the faith of Christ to them. So at the end, he calls him or he puts that that <clears throat> title for him, who is what? Number one, he is one of you. One of you. What does it mean, one of you? Or why does he say one of you? Part of the church. Remember that he is one of you. He is actually one of the Colossians. And he came out of that. And with all the love and with all the, 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 the zeal, as we will see, as we will see he, he put that into actually his work, into his relationship with you. So he's very, very personal in that, in that way, right? He's, he's one of you. He's one of you. He's not just uh, coming as a leader and you are the followers. No, he is, he is the same. He is the same. Epiphras, by the, by the way, means lovely. Lovely. So that's that person that lovely person who, was, who came from you, also came from you has the significance of what? That he is the product of that fellowship, right? He is the product of the fellowship. When we say that so-and-so came from this church and you know he was, he's been in the church and he's been doing this and this, and now he is preaching, he is, doing, you know, big service. That means that that person is what? Is a byproduct of that fellowship. So the fellowship gave fruit as, an, as that epiphras is what? Is the fruit of, the, of that community. He's one of you. He came out of you. In a way, he is the priest. He is, he is the, yes. So again, you know, when St. Paul, you know, appointed his disciples, he gave them that, that priesthood uh, authority, that he is the one who established. So in a way, yes, yes, he is, he is the leader of the church. At that time, he would be, you know, with the priesthood uh, uh, rank or, or authority to, to, to start that, that relation, that, uh, that service with them. Okay. What is the one significant function or work of Epiphras in this verse? Hmm? Praying, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers. Always struggling on your behalf in 
his prayer. Actually, the word that is used here, laboring or struggling, is used to, to, to people who are actually in, 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 in sports, contend in the gymnastic games. He's actually, actually feeling very tired because he's putting everything that he has in the game, right? So it's not just like he's, he's tired or he's just, no, he's actually like putting or giving everything that he has exactly as an athlete that is in the Olympics and he's actually laboring and, 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 and feeling the agony of the practice and of the training of the, of the work itself. That's what he's saying here, that, uh, that uh, uh, struggle with difficulties and dangers. The same word is the same word that actually St. Luke used for Christ when he was praying in Gethsemane. He was struggling. And where did St. Paul know about Epiphras, about his prayer? From where? Physically, like the actual, the actual setting. Where did, where did he know about that? From prisons. They, were, they shared one room at one point. So he actually saw him. So he's not just talking about, you know, just putting, putting some nice words for him. No, he actually experienced that. He saw how he prayed. He saw how, what he was doing. What was he praying for? In what condition? So he actually seen something, right? So it wasn't just, uh, 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 you know, just uh, some, some, some good words on, on his behalf. No, I've seen him. He's living with me and he is in prison with me and I've seen him doing this and this and this. So that's why I say remember him, right? Epiphras, that, 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 that very important, uh, lovely person. That's important, lovely person. Say again. Yes. He wasn't, no, he was with them. He was, he was with him. Remember again, St. Paul was in like home arrest, under home arrest, right? So some people, when like Epiphras, when he came to tell him this, he stayed with him whether he stayed with him just voluntarily or actually because of what is happening in the whole, in the whole, uh, uh, but, but here he said that he's bound servant, right? That's what he, he talks to him about also. Epiphras, who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ. So that means that he is, he's actually imprisoned, right? He's a bond servant also. But although he's a bond servant, he's not forgetting what you, his people, because he was one of you. So here we start to, to describe the, 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 what is his praying and what is his prayer consist of, right? In, in, in just one verse. What does it say again? Let's read it one more time. <laughs> Epiphras, who is one of you, a bound servant of Christ, greets you always, laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So we can, we can get like four things out of this as a model of prayer. Number one is what? Again, from the second part of the verse, Epiphras, who is one of you in bond servant of Christ, greets you, comma, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Let's just take this. Always laboring in you, fervently for you in prayers. So number one is what? Always. Number one is always, right? The, the beginning of, the, of this sentence is always, always. And we talked about this. And St. Paul himself in the same passage, in the same epistle, if you remember, a few weeks ago, we we're talking about pray what? Always praying, right? Without ceasing. So here he's giving, like, what I am preaching is actually my 
disciples and my co-workers are doing the same thing. They're living by the same thing. So we're not just saying something and we are living in a different world. So he's given an example of a person who's actually walking the talk, as we can say, right? Because I was saying to you, always be in prayers. And now Epiphras, even though he is in a bond servant, but he's what? Always, always. So this is number one. Number two is fervently. And we said in agony, in, in labor, right? Fervently. Number three is what? For you, what does that for you mean? He cares. It's a personal prayer, right? And that's why when we say that when we pray, especially, especially you know, if we, if we, if we know people or praying specifically for people, we always say that be, be specific. Be specific. Pray for that person for so and so and so. Right? So he's praying fervently always for you, for the people, for the people. Remember that he is one of those people, so he knows them. He knows every single one. So it makes the, 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 the prayer purposeful, right? There's a difference between, okay, you know, just remember the people and then know he's actually as the head and as the, the shepherd of the people that know I remember everyone, right? And I'm praying for everyone. So always fervently for you. And then he goes on with that with what? That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Stand perfect and complete. I was reading, actually, all is repeated almost 30 times in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the epistle of Colossians. Because it's all about what, as we said before, the fulfillment, right? All, that Christ is the one. You cannot get any other knowledge, remember? Any other information, any other way away from Christ. So he is saying, and this is the prayer. What is the prayer? That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. What does that mean? I want to hear from you. What does it mean? That you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God in different translations. That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. What, what do you think? Yes, Nadi. Unshaken faith. Okay. So perfect and mature or, or complete, unshaken. Your faith is unshaken. Okay. What else? Online, people just feel free to, to jump in anytime. Say again. Complete. Okay, but complete is not by itself. Here, complete where? In the will of God. So what you're saying is that, that we, we take the full relationship as a, as, a, as, a, as a holistic understanding. We don't pick and choose, like I want, I want the will of God in this area, but not in this area, right? Just being in the will of God. Remember, he's saying in the will, not according to the will. Is there a difference? In all the will of God, in all the will of God. What does it mean? Perfect in all the will of God. This is, this is big, by the way. Those are big words. We can't just pass, pass through without stopping it. Yes, David. Um, I, I 
OK? OK, abiding by the commandments. So fulfilling the commandments, OK? Fundamentally fulfilling, OK? Yes. Right. Perfect in the will of God. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, William. Yes. Yes. That, right. That their will, whatever they do, is perfectly aligning with the will of God. Right. And that's a prayer. So he's not telling them that you should do this. No, I'm praying. That's at the frost. I'm praying for you that you will be perfect in the will of God, right? Meaning surrendering 100%, right? Meaning abiding 100%, meaning submitting 100%, right? And he knows that this is something that is hard, so that's why he is doing what? Praying for them. Because it's not going to be achieved other than, by other way other than his prayers for them and their willingness to do this, right? So when you look at this again, you know, that, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. As you said before, the will of God is what? Our salvation. Our, this is the will of God, your sanctification, right? So when you, when you put things together, I was, I was listening to one of the, of, the, of the podcasts one time, and it goes like, we always try to, to, to find what is the will of God, not knowing that we are in the will of God. And there's a huge difference. It's different, different thinking and different approach. What is the will of God? Where does God want me? Does he want me here or there or this place or that place or this relationship or that job? Like what? As we said one time to our youth group a few years ago, and they got like shocked, like God doesn't care. Like, what do you mean God doesn't care? <laughs> like God gave us the understanding and gave us the tools and gave us everything. We are submitting everything to God's and we are we are asking God's grace and everything and God's blessings and everything, but being in the will of God, being aligning with his sanctification, then we will know. Right, and knowing that whatever we choose is will and will be blessed by God's presence, and we know that there is always a risk for whatever we choose, right? But what 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 is the guarantee of that? That He is with us, and we are in Him. So remember, why is He praying this prayer for the for the for the Colossians? Why? They have drifted. Right? They started the faith, but then they heard different teaching, different approaches, different, again, different ways, different wills. So he said, I am praying that you stand firm and perfect and complete in all the will of God. Is it clear? Because again, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. And that's a huge and a big, big and a beautiful prayer for us that we can pray for ourselves, for our families, for our congregations, for our children. That we pray that, that we stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Also, it means that in, in the will of God, if it doesn't match our will, it doesn't parallel our will, doesn't go with what we want, we are still what? Standing strong and complete, right? Meaning what? I want whatever. And God doesn't allow this for whatever reason. What will happen to me? Will I stand perfect and complete? Or 
as Nabil was saying earlier, my faith will, will be shaken. Like, I don't know why God is doing this. That God doesn't love me anymore. We hear this all the time. <laughs> I don't know why God let me go through this. That's why I said, I'm praying for you that you stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So whatever happens, the will of God is still, remember, the will of God is what? Your sanctification. So stand perfect and stand complete. So that's the man who prayed. Again, we said four men who stayed, one man prayed. And we said that he's praying con constantly, fervently, personally, and what? <coughs> for one thing, which is that they, their own, their own steadfastness, their own growth, their own strength, right? By the way, he didn't pray about, okay, about, about uh, may God, uh, you know, <laughs> destroy the heretics or, or the false teachers, maybe go to hell. Or, no, no, he's very specific. He's very specific. I'm praying for you because you are mine, right? And I've started this, and that's why I'm praying for you that you will stand. He didn't pray that, that the heresy will stop, for, right? For, 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 like, why? Because he, he's, 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 he's focused on one thing. Because, you know, if, even if that heresy will stop, there are other heresies and other heresies and other heresies. If one false teaching will stop, there are billions of false teachings that will continue to attack the church, right? Although, although we pray, let the heresy cease in the, in the liturgy, but also the understanding of, no, let us what we pray for the, for the uh, establish the foundation of the church, right? That's in the liturgy. Why? Because we need to be ready. It's not just one false teaching that will come. And that's why we're seeing Colossians is very relevant to us now. Because the same thing, us who started in the faith, and because of too many false teaching and too many things, and there are two other ways other than Christ in order to know and to grow, then, then you know, even if one bad or one wrong teaching is gone, it will continue to be the same thing. So I would better pray for your steadfastness, for your standing complete, standing firm, better than stop, because the enemy is continuing and will continue to attack. Never cease till the end. Right? That's, that's a fact. But what we need to pray for, that we will stand complete. Right? So that's that's Epiphras. Any 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 additions or comments about that? Yes, David. Right. Yes, he never gave up on you and he never let go of you, but right? Feeling the responsibility, exactly. That's why he's saying he's one of you, he's responsible for you. He is the one who started this. And that's why, although he's not with you in, in the flesh, although he, he, he couldn't be with you, right? And also as, yes, I tried everything with you, but you still went and, 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 and got impacted or affected by the wrong teaching. So all what I can do right now is to pray for you, right? 
as a leader or as a person that's responsible or as a parent that is responsible, sometimes, you know, all what you can do is, 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 is teach and teach and teach. But at one point, you can't push anybody to, 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 to force them for, for certain things. So at one point, what we can do is what? what? All what we have is prayer. But prayer with always fervently, personally, and for a specific, for their salvation reason, right? Um, I do not know. I do not know if, if he, I know that he wasn't able to go there again, uh, whether he, he uh, was martyred with, 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 uh, with uh, St. Paul at one point, I have to look into it. I don't know, to be honest with you, but I can definitely look into it and see. Uh, if anybody on, online knows anything about, I, I, I can't remember, I don't know. But most, you know, if, if he was, <coughs> excuse me, imprisoned with St. Paul, probably would be the same fate as St. As Paul, right? Because again, he wasn't able to go back again to, to, uh, to Colossae. So this is Epiphras. And then the last one, which is the man who was straight, Demas. Which very, very, you know, in, 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 in the whole New Testament, Demas is mentioned three times, three times. Two of them, uh, just just name and a third time in a very 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 sad way right so the first one is colossians 414 luke the beloved physician greets you as does demas which what we're studying here right and then second timothy or let's say philemon 124 and so do mark aristarchus demas and luke my fellow workers so just the name and then the third time that the name is, men is mentioned is in 2 Timothy 4.10 with all the sorrow that you can sense from St. Paul's tone. For Demas in love with the present world has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Galatia. So here, you know, again, the only three times that are that is mentioned, two of them are just in just a name. Just a name, nothing else, nothing else, right? But then the, 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 the continuation of this, which is what, that, uh, that uh, he loved the, the present world. He did not come back. He did not come back. Yeah, so Second Timothy was the end of that, right? That gives more, again, he was with them, right? And he was, again, that's why he's mentioned in Colossians and Philemon. Colossians and Philemon are very, very <coughs> close to each other. But then Timothy, which is later on, he, 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 he puts that fact that he has left, right? He's unknown. He's unknown. He's unknown. Right. 
no info and no nothing to 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 yes just just a name just a name but then we know after this that he loved the present world and it's interesting also to know from the name itself that it means governor of the people so he's so much what <laughs> into the people into the relationships into again not saying this is wrong but we need to be careful with that right and it's 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 funny also when you look at at, at first John two when when Saint John is talking about about the 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 uh, lust or the desires of the world right and he talks about uh, about the three things first John two fifteen and seventeen when he talks about about uh, do not love the world you know what we what we always conclude the, the 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 Catholic readings in the liturgy do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. And you can, you can see how, how, how St. Paul is, is, is talking about death. Right? John is written after St. Paul. But St. Paul is talking about, actually, this is an actual example of a person that was with us. He's mentioned as part. But at one point, what did he do? He left because he loved the, the world. Right? And what does the world mean here? Like, what is, what is it that he fell in love with? <laughs> pleasures, earthly pleasures. Okay, what else? But what do you think when, he, when we say that Demas loved the world or the present world? Hmm? governor of the people so he wants to be yes okay okay what else separation from god being distracted by the word of first that's 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 very true that's very true and that's why it's very dangerous because this is that dms could be any one of us who started who followed missions who he saw miracles who heard the teaching he started right but then he said at one point, he loved the present world, right? It's, 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 really, it's really sad when, when the one thing that is mentioned and, and attached to a name is that status. Right? Exactly like who? Judas. Always, whenever he's mentioned, who has betrayed him? Okay, like we know that. <laughs> but it's stuck to him. Throughout the whole scripture, whatever his name is mentioned, Yahuda Ladi Aslamu, the one who betrayed him, right? stuck to him. So it's, it's something that makes us think like, what, what would be stuck to my name? <laughs> right. The one who loved the world, or the one who gave himself to the Lord, the one who loved the people. What is it? What is the title? What would be the title? So in, 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 uh, in uh, as I was going through this, you know, one of the meaning of loved the world is the, the, the society without God, which is very, very kind of interesting definition. So not necessarily the materialistics of the world or the things of the world, but in general, one of, one of, the, of the contemplation about it, like he loved the society without God. 
right? And it's very easy to fall into that. Again, I be I could be watchful, I could be not, I'm not attached to whatever, I'm not loving whatever. But but what is the guarantee I'm not sucked into that society that is without God? Or serving without purpose. Serving without purpose, just being, doing things, not living. So it's something that we, 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 it makes us very, very, very cautious, right? Another thing is we know that Mark, for example, had left St. Paul as we talked last time, right? They, 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 they fought together, there was a division, there was a fight and he left everything. But in the case of Mark, what happened to Mark? He came back, right? At one point, maybe he loved the world, maybe for whatever reason, we don't know exactly, you know, but, but <laughs> what we know that he was reclaimed again. He, he, he came back again. Same thing with Peter and, and Judas, right? same thing, you know. And what, what would be the major thing that will actually impact a person from coming back or not coming back? What do you think? In Mark, for example, and Peter's example, and Judas' example, and Demas' example. Hope is one thing, what else? Hope that, okay, actually there is, there is a reason to come back and there is hope to come back. What else? Maybe in Peter and Judas is very, very obvious. What was the main thing that, you know, or the main difference between Peter when he denied and between Judas when he betrayed? Judas loved the money from before. So it, it's kind of like he's harvesting that, that seed that kind of was in the heart and kept growing and growing and growing. And growing. So it was premeditated, as we say, right? It's like, no, this was something that, but, but Peter was just his, his compulsive behavior. That's one thing. What else? Hmm? Repentant? What made Peter repent and not Judas repent? Or what, in this case, what made Mark repent and come back and made Demas say, no, he left. He totally left. Hmm? Okay, why was he disconnected? That's very good. Why, why was he disconnected? I want to get to one point. Hmm? Lost of hope, why? No true relationship, no fellowship, no people to encourage. Peter was in, in, surrounded by whom? By the rest. Still, Judas disconnected, as, as Yusuf is saying, and he kind of isolated himself. Right? We don't know anything about Demas. But what, maybe he, 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 you know, one of the, of the examples, for example, that, that he talked, St. Paul talks about in this, in this letter and uh, in, in Philemon is Onesimus. Onesimus was what was the, 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 the slave, escape, right? And he tried to... To, to hide in the big city in Rome. Nobody's gonna find him, he's gonna find himself, he's gonna just live his life. But what brought him back was what? When he found St. Paul, right? And we were surrounded. So instead of him going to Rome to, to run away and to live his life as, as a fugitive, as a running away person, he was surrounded by people, right? It doesn't say any details about Demas, but I would think, you know, since he was just like only one name every now and then, when he loved the world, most likely what happened to him when he loved the world, he 
isolated himself. Isolated himself. And that's a very important thing because a lot of times when we are down, we tend to what? Isolate ourselves instead of running. And that's the beauty of the church, right? That's the beauty of orthodoxy again, being the body of Christ, right? And knowing that we are all sinners and knowing that we are all in need of his healing and of his mercy. And knowing that the church is the hospital for the sick, not the place for the righteous. So when I am down, I would run to the church because what? I know that I will find that fellowship that supposedly should be, <laughs> right? Should be. That's why we need to be careful as, as, as members and as congregation. We need to be very, very careful. We are all here as sick people, <laughs> not as righteous people. So if somebody comes from outside and we know, obviously, or we heard or whatever, that this person actually is, is, is loved the, the current and, the, the, and the, the, the world, we can't just point at them and, 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 and increase and make them isolate more. No, come, we're all together. We're all struggling because we're all, in a way, loving the current world, the present world, and we're trying to get out of this. So let's do this together. And that's the beauty of the church and the understand the correct understanding of the church. But sadly, you know, you hear this, not, I will never go to church again because whenever I step into the church, I feel like I'm judged. That's a huge, huge. And we know people like that, like we know people by name like that. What? That's why I, I learned through, through God's grace, through the service, if somebody hasn't been attending the church and the first time we see that person, we'll go, hey, where are you? Why aren't you coming? I stopped asking that question because I felt like well, by asking that question, I'm actually adding more bitterness. Like all what you care about is just me to show up in the church. If I'm not coming to the church, meaning that I'm definitely struggling with something. Have you asked about what I'm struggling with? So it's something that, that, that's, that's, that it can be very, very annoying. And I probably heard or learned this the hard way. <laughs> like, don't even ask me why don't I come to church. You know, if I want to come to church, I would come. <laughs> ask about what's behind it. Why, why am I not coming to church? How is your church dealing with people? <laughs> so as I'm saying this and I'm pointing this out, because as members and as congregation, we need to be very, very, very careful. Very careful. That that person who left because he loved or she loved the current or the present world, they need the place to tell them again, you know, there is much better again. This is, what, this is what Colossians is all about. Christ is everything. It's not the world. Christ is everything. So let's show that person. Let's remind each other that he is the one. He is the one. Let me pause here for, for, for a second or a few minutes. Any questions or comments about this? Yes, Steve. It seems to me that it's very difficult to do this because I think that one is one of us, they won't be seeing the instructions that they the other thousand Well, uh, uh, and Demas. And Demas, yes. 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 Mm. Uh, how 
Right. Yes. Right. Right. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Same pose. There is so much same. Right. But not. Yes. Yes. Same thing. Same thing. Judas received everything from Christ Himself, but right. But it's the it's the heart of the person. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. So David is saying that you know, both Onesimus and Demas they both received from Saint Paul, but each one took his own way, right? Based on my readiness is my heart ready or not the message is the same right the message is the same so that that's something to consider as as saint paul is, is is closing on this and finally with that he 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 uh he gives after after talking about the people and 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 greetings then he he, he goes on to uh before that in in, in chapter in verse 15 <coughs> he's recommending something or verse verse sixteen. Uh, in verse fifteen, it's actually one of the of the very also uh, unknown uh, characters, which is Nympha or Nymphas. Uh, some commentator said that's a male. Some commentator said that's a female. Not we don't know anything, rather than or more than what that there was what there is a church in that house. That that's good enough, <laughs> right? Maybe not very. Again, as we said before, not very. Uh, 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 talented or not very uh, obvious or not very uh, well known we don't know but all what we know is even we don't know if that's a male or a female you know some people said it's written as as feminine and some people written as masculine in the greek so we don't know but all what we know that they were so powerful that they had what a church in the house that's good enough maybe that's all what could they, what they could do right we don't even hear that name in in saint paul's missions anywhere else but obviously, that is very, very, very strong character that that Saint Paul is actually mentioning. That I'm mentioning specifically that there is what there is a church that is in his or her or their whatever house, right? And he's sending a special greeting for them, right? That's something also to 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 think about, to think about. At that time, we know that there wasn't, there weren't an actual church still like probably the end of, of the third century or so. So there, everything would, would be in homes, in homes, right? So, but to point out one name, one person said, greeting to that specific person, because there's a church in their house, that's, that's great. It's something very big, very big. Maybe that person didn't know how to preach, didn't know how, didn't perform miracles, didn't, didn't you know, do whatever big things but what they were able to do faithfully is what to start the church in their house and to give their house as a church as a building yes Anavi. is there meaning here but that it's both, but literally also the meaning of the church, because as I'm saying, the churches there would be in house. So the actual building that they will come together and worship would be in a house of one of the believers. So it's both. Number one, there is a community that his house was a church, but also his house is an actual place at that time. Yes. yes. And then he goes on to something that's very, very, very kind of interesting also that he's asking them to do what? In verse 16. 
Now, when this epistle is read among you, see that it is read also in the Church of Laodiceans and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. Let's just leave the last passage for now, but, but he is telling them that take this epistle and do what with it? Spread it, read it, right? And that was from, from the history, it says that that, that was the, the way that when people in a church would receive a, a letter from St. Paul, they will actually share it with other adjacent cities, right? And as if this is also, uh, uh, this is all before canonizing the Bible, by the way. But as is from that time, this is something that is very, very precious. And they understand that this is something actually, it's not just a letter from St. Paul. And St. Paul himself is actually giving the what? The credentials of that, like he's not just writing a, a regular letter. No, read this to other people because this is the teaching, right? And it shows us also how, how precious that epistle, that letter was. Imagine again, that, that small city of Colossae received a letter from, from St. Paul and then they would rush and they would keep it and protect it, just one, one copy. You know, again, just think, of, think, think with me, just one copy, right? And if they want to, they'll have to what? Scribe, right? It's another manuscript. That's why we have another manuscript. So I'm not going to photocopy it or take a picture of it or, or, or send it in an email. No, if, if they want to, they will actually have to rewrite it again. But see how, how precious that is. And you take it and travel with it or send a, passen passenger, a messenger with that to, to, to different city and read it and bring it back and maybe allow somebody else to, to, to rewrite it. See how precious that was, right? And the effort that is put in there in order to share this, this teaching. Again, remember, first and second chapter, all dogma, all teaching. So it's very important to, again, the other cities in that area, Laodicea and Hierapolis, were probably affected by the same teaching also, by the same wrong teaching. So saying, share that with other people, because they're all in need to be taught the right way. So imagine somebody will take it after reading it in the church. Okay, this is Sunday. Everybody in, in Colossae is, is gathering together and we're reading this. And then the person will take this and run or travel to Laodicea and then travel to Herapolis and then, okay, gather everybody again and read it. And maybe people are taking notes if they're writing or just memorize. As we know, actually they were memorizing. They would memorize it in order to keep it. See how much effort they're doing with a letter. And compare that to how much effort we're doing into opening our own Bibles. They have billions of copies in every single language. But here, St. Paul is taking the time, please, you know, when you receive this, take it and share it with other people. Right? Uh, I said, let's, let's pass the, the last thing because there are too many, too many uh, uh, talks about which is, uh, and also the letter of the epistle from Laodicea. Some people say that, okay, the people from Laodicea actually they wrote a letter to St. Paul and then, or wrote a letter to, so it's from them, not to them. But it's not, it's, there isn't an actually solid conclusion of what, does, what does that mean? You know, whether it was, there's another letter that was lost or the people of Laodicea wrote a letter to St. Paul and, and he wanted them to be shared also but it's lost, we don't have that, we don't have that. Right? But again, back to the point that, <coughs> that, that God is able to, to protect and to preserve his writings, his, his messages, right? So I would say, obviously, if this is something that's important for the, for the salvation, God would have definitely 
saved it somehow, showed it somehow, bring it up somehow. But he was saying it just again, a matter of, of communication between St. Paul and between the churches. And there was there was, there was certain way of, of communicating back and forth with each other. The same thing as we talked when you when when if you know with 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 uh, the church of Corinth. You know, a lot of the scholars said there's probably a third epistle somewhere that got lost in, but again, whatever that is, it wasn't uh, 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 it wasn't something that if God wanted to preserve that and bring it as part of the canon, it, have, it would have done that, right? And then he goes on finally with uh, uh, another person, Archippus. And again, another person that is not mentioned uh, a lot in 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 the in the in the New Testament. The only one time is in Philemon one two, uh, which is again very much related to to uh, to Colossians. But <coughs> um, but in Philemon is mentioned only one time Archippus. But he calls him in, in Philemon, call him, calls him fellow soldiers, which means what? What does it mean when he calls him fellow soldier? Hmm? He's another working, another fighter in, in, in that whole idea, in that whole, in that whole uh, uh, understanding, the whole role of, of, of the mission that he calls him he calls him um, uh, Afia, our sister, which we think the church think that Afia was the, the, the wife of Philemon and Archippus, our fellow soldier and the church in your house. Some people say Archippus is actually the son of Philemon, but not, not, not proven. So the, with this verse in Philemon 1-2, uh, Afia and Archippus, Afia is, his, is Philemon's wife and Archippus is his son. But regardless of that, what that is, he mentioned him as what, as a fellow soldier, as a fellow soldier. So brings back uh, the point again that we are soldiers in the army of the Lord, right? And we are struggling and we are striving and we are we are doing all those things, right? To the beloved Athea, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house again, the church in your house. But one thing that that is important here, what again, what Saint Paul is talking about here about Archippus? What's the message for him? And say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. So what does, what's, what's the, the, the inclination of that message? What does it mean? What's behind it? So Archippus, obviously he is what he is. Where, where is he at? He's in Colossae, because that message is Colossae. Right? And say to, so St. Paul is telling them and say to, deliver a message to Archippus. What is that message? Yes, William. Stay true, don't waver. Stay true, don't waver. Fulfill the service, right? Meaning that he is what is under what? Some kind of discouragement. Maybe he doesn't want it. Maybe he's not seeing the, 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 the fruit of the service. Maybe he's not seeing the growth that he wants. So here he's, he's, he's giving him what? Encouragement, right? Fulfill, keep going. Back again to what? And you see the line of the of the of, of, of Saint Paul affecting his people, because before that Epaphras was praying for what to complete, to be complete. And here he's telling Archippus to be what 
to be full or to be fulfilled or to be complete. The same, you see, see the same meaning, right? Complete your service, fulfill your service. That is whom, whose service it is? The Lord, you have received in the Lord, right? If I'm not a servant and that, that message is not for me, how can I still think of this as my message? Because each one of us has a call. Each one of us has a service, regardless of that service is. It doesn't have to be labeled service servant in the church or a priest or a preacher or whatever. But each one of us has a service in your, in your, in your family, in your work, in your neighborhood, in, in your family, in your life in general, that this is, you received a service from the Lord. Right? So St. Paul here, again, people are in Colossae that are affected by by wrong teaching, but by, by a lot of things saying there is another way to know other than God, right? Do whatever you want to, again, the, 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 the society, right? But he's telling him what, be careful and do what? Fulfill the service that you've received from God, right? Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. And, and, and if you take your, take Archippus and put your name, <laughs> say to so-and-so, <laughs> take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill. How, how would that sound? Number one, I have to understand, like, what is that ministry? Like, <laughs> what do you want from me? Right? But definitely, it's something that we, we need to think of it and pray about. Maybe if, if I, till now, if I don't know what's my role, what's my ministry, then I need to bring it up in my prayers. Talk about it. Ask, like, what do you want from me? Obviously, the, the goal is to fulfill something, <laughs> right? That's the goal for life, to fulfill that ministry, right? Even if that ministry is just to pray for people, or but what, what, what did God, what does God put in my heart? Okay. And it's different for each one, and it's different level. And again, maybe maybe the ministry is just to have a church in your house, in the in the in the in the in the uh, uh, symbolic way as that name that was there. Just that my house is a is a church of God. My family is a church. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's all what you want. And that church will, will blossom and will be fruitful. Maybe the ministry is for me to be that light that people will see Christ in me wherever I go. Again, that's not a small thing. It doesn't have to be the big, you know, it's, you know it doesn't have to be this way. But we need to, to, to know and realize and capture that. Capture that. Remember when, when in, in the same chapter before he said what, Make sure that you love those who are from outside, remember? The outsiders. Maybe that's my mission. Just to love those who are from the outside. But find it. And see what's, what, what's, how is God speaking in your heart? What is it? And take it and build on it. And remember again that, that he is saying, that is given to you from God and you have to do what? to fulfill it.
Now, the question would be again, like, how could I fulfill it, right? <coughs> how can I do that? If you go back again to the same, the same epistle, chapter two and verse 10, what does it say? 2.10, Colossians 2.10. And you are complete in him. <laughs> See? So again, the, the idea of being complete in him, the whole, the whole epistle is talking about that. So when he's saying here that fulfill your ministry, remember that you are being what filled and being complete in, in him. So if you are in him, that will come automatically that you can what? Continue that life. Again, Epiphras is praying about being complete. St. Paul is talking earlier that and you are complete in him. He is the head, right? And here is saying that you are complete, you are fulfilled. Go to the fullness. So the, the, that, that, that idea is very, very, very clear throughout the whole epistle. That he is the head, right? Remember, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Because he is the head. And if you do this, and if you complete this, you will be complete in him. You'll be full in him. But that's again something to 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 know that our our you know our uh, duty is to find that this ministry it was that you received from God and to fulfill it. Don't be discouraged. Don't say it's hard. Don't say I don't know what I'm doing. Don't say it's not my job. Don't say you know what anybody else can do whatever. No, there is a ministry. There's service. The ministry here is actually the word is is <coughs> is uh, diakonia, not necessarily liturgical, but diakonia in in general service, right? Those who execute execute the commands of others, those who by command of God proclaim and promote religion among men. One of the one of the of the of the definitions very very precise. Those who by the command of God proclaim and promote religion among men. Right. So even just living as a true Christian, a child of God, that's my ministry. And by nature, organically, you'll be what fulfilling that. But you have to be fulfilled. You have to be complete in God first. So you can do that. So that's, 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 that's the whole thing, you know. Uh, I, and finally, he, 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 he talks about, uh, I, Paul, write this greeting as this is his signature. This is his, <coughs> excuse me. Although it says before that it was written by, uh, by, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> By Tychicus, as we said before, and Onesimus, but what, what literally what St. Paul would do, like they would write everything and then finally he would come and write the last thing that's written by me. So this is, this is a signature. This is the, the brand trademark that this is, I have written this. Okay. So that's, that's what he's seeing here as this is, this, is, this is something that is very, very, very authentic. <laughs> it's me, it's not just somebody. And I am doing this because I taken this from God and given it to you. So if, if, we, if we kind of summarize the full thing, the full, the full uh, epistle in, in four points, it would be basically number one, 
Christ is first and not one among others. He's the first. And that's from the first chapter, right? He is the one. He is the creator. He is the, 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 uh, the, in him, everything. He is the head of everything. So he's the one, number one. Number two, that the teaching can come in a very, very subtle way, right? The, 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 the impact of the world to get us or to push us and to make us drift away, it doesn't come head on. Leave Jesus, leave Christ, leave your faith. No, it comes in a very subtle way. There are other ways. No, it's fine. Christ is good. Yes, that's fine. But, you know, there are other ways. Number three, that, that the work and the behavior as Christian is very, very, very relevant and very important to our faith. I can't just say I know and I understand, but I'm not showing this in my relationships. That's why he took full chapter about, about you know, as we said, you know, the house and the husband and the wife and the father and the, and the master, put this into action. If you really absorbed and understood the two chapters of dogma, now put it into, into work, put it into practice. You can't just say, you know what, I believe I come to church twice a week or once a week or whatever. I spend a couple of hours and then my life is, is different. And finally, when, when spending, we spend like two, two, two sessions on the names. People are, as I said last time, are human beings. Our names are very important. Look at everyone as a soul that needs to be driven to Christ and ask yourself, every person, every person that I meet, Am I impacting that person in a way or not? Not just, not just a face that I meet. And that's definitely a different, different way of looking at people. Right? And that's why he spent the time spent, you know, mentioning people by names and, and the character of each one. So it's very important to understand that, that people are souls and names, not just anonymous faces that we just like pass by. And it takes, it takes a lot of, of, of practice to have that mindset. That I'm not just, you know, passing by somebody, just like this, this, whoever. No, that every person is a soul that needs to be enjoying the relationship. We're talking about this earlier today when we, when we were, some of us were attending a seminar about, about orthodoxy and evangelism. And, and it's our, our job, orthodoxy, is a life to live, not dogma to, to, to learn. And people will know that from, from if we are understanding our faith. And that becomes a way for other people, like, you know, that, that truth. The truth that is impacting each one of us and making us joyful, making us strong. And we deal with people in a different way. People want something authentic with all the teaching and with all the, 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 the practices that are out there. But people are in search right now, more than any other time, searching for the truth, searching for, for actual authentic faith. Like this is what I'm looking for. So that's our job. If we live this way, if we deal with people this way, this is the best way to bring people. 
not to judge people, not to just keep complaining about people, complaining about society, complaining about the culture, complaining about this. What have we done for them? What have we done for them? That's, that's all this in the spirit of, of Colossians. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, text that uh, thank God we, we took our time uh, into that and, uh, and uh, a lot of things to, to, to digest and to pray uh, over it and to make it actually part of our life as we grow together in the knowledge of Christ uh, through his words, to him the glory now and forever to the ages of ages, amen. Any comments or questions or additions? Yes. It's it's uh, it's actually statistics. We were shared lots of statistics this morning about people who are actually now. It, 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 it's probably one of the things that they, they refer that to is maybe just because of the time people are disconnected or people are having more time with COVID and being alone and being you know under lots of uncertainty and lots of, of, of reasons to actually search for something real. Like what's happening? What's happening? So people start. And I, I I was I was you know approached you know within the last few months with, with several people with that like you know what we're, we're we start to search for like how was it what was christianity all about how was christianity in the time of christ right so with all the uncertainty that uh, that is in the world right now check this doria yusuf maybe then uh, then then people starting to to think about okay, like what's 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 out there? What 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 was it like? It, you have you have all different kind of, of of backgrounds. People who've never been, people who were and left, people who just searching. People are in but not satisfied. Yes. Dominoes? No, we didn't order pizza. <laughs> we can take it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, very good. Any other questions? Yes, Doreen. <coughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so the reason saying that I was saying that even if your, your, your call is just to live as a true Christian, meanwhile, we need to always seek to, to be for the others. So that it's, there's no contradiction with that. Because if I am asking God to give me so I can give to the people, so if I'm living as, a, as, a, as, a, as Christ-like, as we said, you know, that's the whole point of orthodoxy is to be Christ-like, right? So living that life is not for myself. It's for the surroundings, for the others, right? So I'm, I'm asking for, for that growth, for that relationship, for that strength, for that grace, for that virtue, not just for me, but for that I can reflect, as you we were saying with, with the hallelujah, is to shine for the other people, right? And doing this faithfully, you see, you see that God actually is starting to point, to point you towards more and more details, more and more uh, 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 impact, right? Maybe even just one person that, you know what, I know that my life with that person or just, you know, being, you know, colleague to whatever or whoever, that I know that I have certain impact on it, right? 
as as Bishop Serafimus was talking yesterday, he was you know he was giving an example yesterday to the youth that uh, you no know, he was in London one time and and two workers saw him coming out of the car and they liked his cross. So hey, where did you get this cross from? Just as as a as a jewelry, <clears throat> right? And they were making fun and like like did you do you know what that is? I said no, we don't. But it's nice cross. I wanna I wanna get a, I wanna get one for my girlfriend. So so, so he took the time and start to talk with them. I said, okay, if you want a cross, I'll get you across to your girlfriend, but come meet me next week or whatever in the church. And then he started to talk to them. And he took that opportunity. He said within a year, after a year, they were baptized in the church. Very simple. And anybody again could have like, hey, who are those people? Just, just mind your business or run away from them. Like we, 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 they might uh, you know, do whatever to us, right? But he couldn't waste that chance. He showed them love, showed them care, start to talk with them, sat, sat on, the, on, the, on the curb with them and start to talk to them, brought them back to the church. I'll give you a cross. That's not a problem for a cross. I'll give you a cross. Right? But he took this opportunity to actually start to, like, they are in need. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, let's think and pray. I haven't decided yet what we're studying next. But let's think and pray. If you have any suggestions, just please share with me. Uh, uh, um, I'm leaning more towards taking something from the Old Testament, so we have like a like a nice mix between here and there. Uh, but if you have any any thoughts or anything, just let me know, and uh, hope we'll decide after tomorrow's liturgy uh, what we uh, what we'll study next time. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, and uh, uh, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Lord, hear us through the prayers of all your saints, Lord. When we say, Oh Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth is done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give us our temptation, Lord. May the love of God the Father, the grace of his only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, with you. Go in peace. Peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you for showing. Thanks, Peggy. Good night.